Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastically blessed day today, and it's a beautiful day down here in Florida, and we're continuing to get all the product out to people and help them out as much as we possibly can, getting a lot of phone calls lately again about various different topics and overall health topics. And I encourage people, I got an email yesterday, someone was asking more info on the muscle blast. It's on product of the week. As if you look at it and you actually pull the article up in details about it, it's got numerous references. This is a product that took a long time to make, but when it came out, it's had enormously positive results. And it's not just for bodybuilders or athletes or CrossFitters that are basically active in the gym, you know, extremely you know, rigorous training, but it was also found to be very good for elderly individuals in preventing muscle wasting when used on a daily basis. This product is a very, very strong amino acid formula that helps to maintain lean muscle mass and prevent muscle loss with aging. So be sure to check it out on the website, the last day on sale, the product of the week, Muscle Blast at healthmasters.com. And I told you guys yesterday at the end of the show, I was going to go into a little bit more detail on some of the research that I had seen and that I had been reading on what we've been seeing now with adverse event, events of shingles from the injection that's being, being used. And I wanted to elaborate on this a little bit further because there was a research study that came out back in 1988, December 1988, and the title of it was Human Monkeypox Confusion with Chickenpox. And what it went on to say here is it said that 3.3% of the human monkeypox cases were found among 730 patients diagnosed with chickenpox. However, 7.3% were diagnosed as atypical chickenpox, and 6.1% were diagnosed with a skin rash associated with chickenpox slash shingles. And what this research study went into detail talking about is, is that essentially shingles, chickenpox, and monkeypox in adults all pretty much exhibit the same type of symptoms and exhibit the same type of response in the body, and that in most cases it's very difficult to differentiate between the two. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because as we're seeing now from the adverse event reporting system, the VAERS, the, as of June 3rd this year, there have been over 18,026 reports of shingles in individuals that had taken the COVID-19 kill shot injection. So we're seeing now, and that's a lot, I mean, I think about 18,000 reports. Now, just to put that, just to put that in terms and reference to other shots, say like the flu shot, because you've heard sometimes shingles can be a side effects of the flu shot. Well, if you pull the entire VAERS database from 2008 to 2020, you will find that there are only 1,052 reports of shingles related to adverse events from the flu shot over a 12-year span. 12 years, guys, with the flu shot, and there were only 1,000 events of shingles among people who were injected. Yet, we have only a year and a half, essentially, of VAERS reporting on the COVID-19 injection, and we have over 18,000 adverse events associated with shingles. And again, as I said, in that 1988 report, there was a big confusion in most cases between chickenpox, shingles, and monkeypox as they were all very similar. So I wanted to get this out there to kind of let people know because I had some people saying, well, Austin, I've heard somebody got, you know, monkeypox and they basically are not, you know, 
involved in homosexual behavior, this and that. You know, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm just telling you what the reports came out in Europe said. But that may be very much the case as we're starting to see more and more people come down with serious adverse events of what we've started to see from this shot going on and on and on. Now, another study that just came out, I want to bring this up because I just got this yesterday, and I'm going to go into more detail on it probably tomorrow. I haven't been able to read the entire article yet. I will post it on the website, the research study. And if you guys remember back in, let me pull it up here, June 17, 2021, this is almost exactly a year ago, CNN and multiple other mainstream media propaganda outlets put out articles stating that sperm count was not harmed by the COVID-19 vaccine at all. And they reiterated the propaganda from a couple doctors that basically stated over and over and over again that there is no decrease in sperm count, no decrease in mobility for individuals who got the COVID shot. There's another doctor, Dr. David Cohen, said we now have evidence and rest assured that the risk of COVID-19 does not or the risk of taking or immunization compromising your sperm count is extremely low. Reassuring data suggests that sperm quality is not altered by receiving two doses of the RNA shot for COVID-19. This is what they said over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, repeatedly. Now, as we see, research study just came out now out of Tel Aviv, which is interesting, finding that absolutely almost every single test subject that they have looked at now that has gotten the COVID-19 Pfizer vaccine has reduction in sperm count from previous testing that they did. This is a study that was basically done over in Israel, and the title of it is COVID-19 Vaccination Impairs Semen Concentration and Total Mobile Count Among Semen Donors. And it goes into detail in talking about how they did the testing on it, what they did, and essentially the results they came through at the bottom of it. And again, I'll let you read a lot of this where it goes into detail. And stating that when they tested them, individuals' sperm concentration was 15.4% on average lower after the injection. And that mobility decreased by 22.1%, which is significantly lower compared to the previous test subjects. And I'll go in and basically let you guys read all this. I'll throw it on the website because it's a lengthy research article. But it's funny to me from an ironic standpoint how you literally have almost exactly a year ago, the mainstream media propaganda repeatedly told everybody does not decrease sperm, does not mess with fertility, does not cause any problems, totally safe, totally effective, totally free. you got to get the shot. But yet we have now a year later this research study and this basically clinical trials coming out showing that it absolutely has a significant impact on mobility and total sperm count after they get the shot. And, you know, I had a buddy stop by yesterday. He had to grab one of his tools that he had left over at my shop. And we were talking about this whole shot. And he goes, here's the argument that when people bring up the shot to me, I bring up immediately. He goes, we know that insulin has the inelastic demand curve. You have to have insulin or essentially you die. If you're type 1 diabetic or you're real hard, you know, type 2 diabetic, you have to have it. He goes, when's the last time you saw them come out and say we're giving free insulin to everybody? And I said, they're not. There's never been. He goes, no. He goes, they've jacked the prices up more and more and more and more and more. Continues to get more expensive. He goes, EpiPens. We've seen what they've done with EpiPens over the last couple of years. Continue to run the price up more and more and more. Again, EpiPens inelastic demand curve. If you have an extreme response to something and you basically have to have an Epi shot to stay alive, you have to have that shot. There's, there's no compromise. You can't go, well, I'm just going to go without it and see if I can just wing it. 
if you're highly allergic to something, you have to have it. You have to have it. Now you see some EpiPens are like three and four hundred dollars for a three pack. He goes, anytime somebody needs something, they absolutely have to have to stay alive. The government makes sure under no circumstances is it ever free. He goes, when's the last time the U.S. government granted everybody free income tax day, and they basically didn't have to pay income tax for a year? I said, they never do. He goes, exactly. Whenever you hear the government come out and tell you something's totally safe and totally effective and totally free, you have to understand with 100 of a percent, without a shadow of a doubt, it is not free, it is not safe, and it's not effective under any circumstances whatsoever. And I said, you're absolutely right. I said, whenever the government says something's free, you can rest assured. You can bet any amount of money you want on it. It is not free, and it is not safe, and it is not effective. Because if that was the case and the government really did care about everybody's individual health, they would have already started federal funding to make sure insulin was free to everybody that was diabetic. Well, they'll never do that. That's a cash cow. Same thing with EpiPens, and it goes on and on and on. Now, I'm not advocating that we're supposed to have free Medicare and free Medicaid. I'm not getting into that argument right now. That's not the point of my discussion. My point is once you're lied to over and over and over and over again by a group of individuals, you have to start coming to the conclusion that nothing they tell you is ever going to be the truth. And it's exactly my point in stating here. When the research articles allegedly last summer said over and over and over again on every mainstream media platform that it did not hurt male fertility, it did not decrease sperm count, it did not decrease mobility of the sperm, everything's totally safe and totally effective for the shot, and now you have the research coming out, which I'm sure it's going to get very little traction. Mainstream media probably won't even address it from this Tel Aviv research. Again, you have to always ask the question, what are they telling you? Is it the truth, and what is their overall motive behind it? Because you can pretty much come to the same conclusion every single time once you start doing that research and asking those questions, Dad. What do you think? Wow, great opening, Austin. Uh, it just goes back to what William Casey said years ago, head of the CIA, that they'll know they've done their job with the CIA, and I'm paraphrasing this, when everything that everybody believes in the United States is a lie. And, and, it's, and it's true. You know, they're all of a sudden it's for your health and safety, and here it's going to be for free for you, and also you find out you got all these side effects, increasing, increasing lower sperm count, you know, which means it's going to massively increase infertility. I mean, we've already had a 90% drop in some countries of sperm count in the last 100 years. It's unreal what's happened as far as fertility in the United States, and it's all been planned. It's been planned with the, the best phenol A, with the plastics and the food supply, with the hormones and the dairy products. And, you know, and now with this, they did it with diethylstilbestrol back in the 50s and the 60s, DES, and it never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. They're, they're, they're doing it with autism. You know, autism don't – children with severe autism don't get married. They don't have children. They don't raise families. It's all about reducing the population of the planet. It's all about, you know, genocide. It's all about eugenics about letting the people that they want to have breed, breed, and the rest of them don't get to breed. I mean, that's why I always tell you guys about Israel. They're killing just as many Israelis as they are everybody else. So they had four shots now, and now their sperm counts through the floor because the synagogue of Satan claims to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. That's who they are. It's that group. It's Bill Clinton. It's Hillary Clinton. It's basically the group that practices out of the Kabbalah, out of the Zohar. It's the group that runs the World Economic Forum. It's Henry Kissinger. It's all this same group that's the synagogue of Satan that have aligned themselves with these interdimensional entities that rule the planet. That's who these guys are. And when you understand that, it starts making more sense. They want everybody to get injected, but it's not going to affect your fertility. Of course it is. It's not going to affect your health. Of course it is. You're going to get rubbery like blood clots if you get continual shots. The only people right now that are not being affected by this 
are the people that have not been exposed to the vaccines shedding people who've been injected and the people basically who have not taken any vaccines or the people that have taken vaccines that got a placebo. Very important to make that distinction. You know, a lot of the shots that were out there were just saline solution or whatever, but they weren't the true coronavirus injection. Had they done that to 100% of the population or 70% of the population, whatever they claimed to be vaccinated, all 70% of them died, <coughs> excuse me, everybody would be up in arms. And here's the thing. If a person's dying because they've been injected with this, they've got nothing to lose. And they're going to basically stand up against the government and fight because they're going to die, fight with their dying breath. I would hope they would if they know they've been intentionally poisoned. But they, so they can't do that. They can't come in and kill everybody at once. That's why I have a friend of mine who said, well, you know, I know people that are basically who've taken the shot who aren't sick. Well, I know a whole bunch of people that have taken the shot that are unbelievably sick. And so most, a lot of them have died. And so that's the thing we've got to understand. It also goes back to that car dealership down in Miami where the guy was vibrant and he was healthy, gone in and had his shot, his booster. And we came down there and he couldn't think. He'd been in and out of the hospital. He was so sick they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Immune system shot. It's gone. And so we've got to realize that there are certain things that you're not supposed to do. The Bible says that don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives within you. And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. It's what the word says. I'm not making it up. You go look it up yourself. It's in Corinthians. You know, and, and the thing that people don't get is this. You know, the Old Testament and the New Testament, they differentiate themselves. They're, they're different. You know, the whole Bible is about God. The Old Testament is about God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the dietary laws and the sanitary laws. That pretty much sums it up. The New Testament is also about God's relationship to man, man's relationship to man, the dietary laws and the sanitary laws. You say, well, why do you throw the dietary laws and the sanitary laws back into it? Well, here's why. In the Old Testament, you know, basically God and man, you know, were kind of like he was trying to tell us what to do. But then, you know, we had to offer sacrifices, the bulls and goats and cows and all the other things in order if we didn't do it as far as redeeming ourselves back to God. And then man's relationship with the man was basically an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Well, in the New Testament, that can completely change. God sent man, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, to save us and to sanctify us and to bring us back to redemption through the blood of the Lamb. God did that for us. It was a huge thing that he did for us trying to restore his relationship with us. I mean, it's incredible what he did. And then man's relationship was forever changed. You know, now we're supposed to forgive each other and walk in love. So those things were for completely changed, though, too. But God never changed the dietary laws. He never changed the sanitary laws. In the Old Testament, we told you certain foods were bad to eat, like, you know, pork and shellfish, et cetera, and other things basically with the sanitary laws. You know, you need to go outside and use the bathroom, you know, and take a pot with you, go bury it out back. I mean, that kind of stuff to keep people from dying of, you know, different types of diseases. That hasn't changed at all. In addition to that, some of the Old Testament stuff is carried over into the New Testament stuff when God talks about the acts of the sinful nature cannot enter the kingdom of God and talks about homosexuality. So the Old Testament talks about homosexuality, and you're not supposed to do that. And you're not supposed to talk, you're not supposed to be a lesbian, you're not supposed to be a homo, you're not supposed to be all, it talks about all of this stuff and not to do it. Because he said the acts of simple age of that nation are obvious, you don't live like that any longer. And I heard a really good sermon this morning, I've heard part of it. Mackenzie, a good friend of ours, she's like a daughter to us, in fact I pretty much look at her as my surrogate daughter, she basically, you know, she's married to a good friend of Austin's, Carlton, and what's interesting about this is, she sent us a really good sermon, and she said, this is the sermon that turned her life around and basically got her saved. So we're going to post that on our website for you guys. I'll tell you guys, it'll say this, this, this sermon that changed McKenzie's life. I'll post it that way so you guys will know what it is. And what's interesting about this is I heard the guy say something very interesting this morning. He says that we act when we basically are 
quote unquote saved or not saved or heathen or basically a Christian who's carnal, we act like God never gave us laws to follow, that he never told us what to do, that basically we could do whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it as if he's not given us the commandments. And he's right, isn't he? I mean, that relationship, the, the Ten Commandments didn't get changed. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not, you, thou shalt, you know, you, you know, thou shalt not, you have, you know, all these different things about the thou shalt not, thou shalt not steal, you know, remember the, the God, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, you know, number one, don't use the name of the God in vain, and, and all these different things just kind of go out there for us to remember that those things are the Ten Commandments, they're not the Ten Suggestions. And I'm going to read you something out of John real quick because this verse came to me this morning when I was looking – when I heard that guy, that pastor say that. It said – this is First John. This, I'm reading to you from the Living Bible. It's 14 verses 15 to 31. If you love me, obey me, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, and he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him, for it's not looking for him, and it doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you now, and some days shall be in you. This is before Jesus' ascension. Now, I will abandon you or leave you. I will not I will not abandon you or leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. Just a little while I'll be gone from this world, but I will still be present with you, for I will live again, and you will too. When I come back to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I'm in you. And he who obeys me is the one who loves me because he loves me. I repeat that. The one who obeys me... Is the one who loves me, and because he loves me, my father will love him, and I will too, and I will reveal myself to him. And guys, listen to me. It's so important that we get this. When we're Christians, that's the thing that separates us. They always say they will know that you're my disciples because you love one another, and love is forgiveness. You know, I've had some people do some things really wrong to me in the past, and I've, I've forgiven them. In fact, I pray for them. In fact, I'm going to share this with you real quick. If somebody really does something wrong to you, Ask God to forgive them, and you forgive them. Say, I forgive. You say it right when you're praying to God. You say that because now a lot of these people, if you go to them and you say I forgive you, they're going to get angry. They may they may slap you upside the head. They may pull a gun on you. They may chase you out of the house. They may get a restraining order on you. You don't want to go there. Okay, leave that alone. But you can pray this. Pray that God basically forgives them and that you forgive them, and you do it out loud. And it changes everything. I know I had some issues with some family members about 30 years ago, and. Actually, a little bit longer than that now, and I and I just, and I asked God to forgive them, and I and I and I forgave them, and and I and you know and, and here one of those one of those relationships got restored a few years back, and they brought that whole incident back up again, and I and my my response was this: I've already forgiven you for that. I've already asked God to forgive you for that. There's no reason to bring it up again. There's no reason to hash it out. There's no reason to drag it out of the ditch and pull it back up into the forefront and deal with all that again. I said, let's just not go there. And it worked okay. That worked out really well for us. Now, sometimes things are really bad. I got that. I understand. I've had some of those too. And the biggest problem that you run into is that when people have a diametrically opposed viewpoint to you. Let's say, for instance, like let me give you a perfect example. I had a good friend of mine in high school. Also, he was a good friend of mine when we were in the first couple of years of college. And he went off to law school. And, you know, I went off to graduate school at Florida State. And, and what ended up happening is he ended up basically getting more and more and more heathen. And I became a Christian. And at that point, we had a differentiation of our belief structure. I mean, this is this is a true story. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm not going to use any names here. And and I went one way, and he went the other way. Well, a few years later, he ends up getting in an automobile accident and killing someone, and he was drunk. On top of that, and he ended up going to prison, lost his law license, et cetera, et cetera. 
And I've continued walking down the path, trying to do what God wants me to do with my life. You know, now fast forward, you know, 30, 40 years. A few months ago, I saw him in a, in a, in a Walmart, actually at a pharmacy. And boy, he was like a cold shoulder dude. He wasn't going to look at me. He wasn't going to talk to me. And I just walked by him. I didn't say anything to him because there's no reason to do that. You know, he's bitter and he's angry and he needs Jesus. But me trying to talk to him and be nice to him is not going to help. So rather than me doing that and confronting him and saying something to him and trying to engage him in conversation or restore relationship, I knew it wasn't going to happen. But I can continue to pray for him, which I do. That's all you can do. Sometimes it's easier from a Christian standpoint just to love somebody from a distance, so to speak, and and to pray for them and continue to believe God that they're going to get saved. I have another friend of mine who used to hang out with him also, with with who the attorney guy, and I prayed for him for 30, 40 years, and finally he got saved. His name is John. And now he's, you know, he's trying to follow the Lord the best he can, like all of us do, and he goes to church on a regular basis. It's, that's the example that we're supposed to lead. Man relation, man's relationship to man was forever changed through the Jesus, through Jesus Christ. God's relationship was forever changed through Jesus Christ. Sanitary laws and dietary laws would never change. They just, they just weren't. Pork is just as bad for you now as it was 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago. It hasn't changed. It's a bad meat. It causes cancer. World Health Organization has said several years ago that the number one cause of cancer globally are basically pork products. I mean, if when we understand that and we see that, then we want to avoid those. But somebody, so you say, well, I like pork. Well, so do I, but I don't eat it because God told us not to. Plus, I don't want to have cancer. So it's, it's that simple, isn't it? If you, know, if you know something's going to be bad for you, if you know something's not good for you, and you know God told you not to do it, then why don't you listen to me? Why do you act like God didn't give you any commandments whatsoever? That you can do whatever you want to do and live however you want to live. And, I, and I'm preaching to myself here too. There's certain things that all of us do, that all of us say, that how all of us act, that basically we need to correct and be better and better and better and better. And that's what being a Christian is. It's like the Bible says in the Old Testament. As, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. As Christians, we need to be sharpened by one another, and it says also in the Bible that if a man really loves you, he'll tell you the truth. But a person who doesn't love you is trying to get something from you. He'll flatter you, and he won't tell you the truth. And that's why it's so important to hang out with people that you know who are going to help you to grow and to develop as a Christian. You know, like Jim Rohn, we quote quote, quote Jim Rohn a lot. He's a friend of mine. I did seminars with him back in the 90s. He's gone now. And he said, he says, ask yourself a question. What am I doing? What is it doing to me? And is that okay? Those are the questions you ask. And then if you say, well, no, I shouldn't be doing this, and no, it's, and see what it's doing to me, and no, it's not okay, then stop doing it. Or do the best you can not to do it. And no, don't get me wrong, guys. Even Paul said that everybody sins on a regular basis. So we have to continue to ask God to direct us and guide us and help us. Because a lot of us, you know, have grooved our brains to have certain behavioral patterns because we did things when we were younger. We said things when we were younger. I mean, I'm including myself in that category now. You know, I mean, every once in a while, I'll say a bad word. You know, I know I'm not supposed to do that. So I try my best not to. But the reality is, is this. I mean, we're all dealing with the same sin in our lives that we've always dealt with. And the Holy Spirit will help you to achieve and overcome all of that stuff. The difference between a heathen and a Christian is we all sin. But when you're a Christian, you know you shouldn't be doing it that way. And you felt, you feel, how should I say, you felt convicted by the Holy Spirit, and you ask God to forgive you, and you do better. That's all we can do. That's all you are asked to do, by the way, by God, because grace is something that's been given to you, and it's free. It's a free gift. And God is that kind to you, and he loves you that much. He just wants you to do the best you possibly can. Not that you're going to be saved by works, because you're not. You're saved by grace through faith. But the reality is all of us have to do what's right. I'll give you a perfect example. If I drink coffee, I get real edgy. 
So I don't really drink coffee anymore. I try very rarely to ever have a cup of coffee. You know, Sharon will say to me, hey, honey, you know, you've had coffee. You're kind of edgy. You know, you kind of need to calm down a little bit. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I got it. I've had coffee. You're right. I'll calm down. The same thing thing is true with hormones. When women go through menopause, if they really, really want to be a good person, which most women do, if they're on a hormonal pro- protocol that they need to follow, when they start running out of hormones, they get new hormones. And what they don't, if they if they don't, they, their personalities get kind of edgy. And so we all need to work together to help one another, you know, and, and 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 try to bring honor and glory to God in everything that we do, think and say. Because if we don't do that, what ends up happening is, you know, we start having con- have start having conflict. The most important thing with all of this stuff is so we have to learn how to walk in love. And we have to learn that we need to obey God's commandments because God's bad, God's commandments aren't burdensome. You know, I can have turkey bacon instead of pork. It doesn't make any difference. I just make sure I don't get sodium nitride in it. There's certain things that you can do just to change the behavioral patterns so that God will know that you love him because you're obeying his commandments and you're doing what pleases him is what the word says. And then he's very, very kind to you and he really, really thinks a lot of you and he's always walking with you. You say, well, come on, Ted, you're talking about, you know, things that we just do and we don't even think about it. Well, I got that. I got that. But remember, when I was 27 years old, I came down with heart disease. I used to eat a lot of pork, and I almost died from it. And it got my attention. And I had a guy explain these things to me like I'm doing to you right now. And I said, you know what? I don't eat pork. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm not going to eat that mess anymore. And that was it. And I don't intentionally eat pork. Now, if it's something that I don't know about, I can't help that. But the reality is this. I've understood over the years that if you do what you're supposed to do, if you eat what you're supposed to eat, you stay a lot healthier. Give you an example. We had a, we had a restaurant up in Franklin the other day, up in North Carolina, and they make mashed potatoes, make really good mashed potatoes, but they always throw bacon bits in them. So we called them up. You know, we were with Austin and Landon and the kids, and we said, "Can we? Can you guys make us some mashed potatoes that don't have bacon bits in them?" They said, sure, we'll be happy to do that. No pork in them. I said, "Okay, great." See, it's that simple. Just to ask those questions when you start to eat. It, but it, but I, I don't know how I got off on this whole topic today. But I want to share a few of those things with you. By the way. The, I'm going to read you a couple articles. Twitter employees are freaking out at Elon Musk saying all lives matter. <laughs> I mean, they had a they had a, they had a flip out because Elon Musk said all lives matter. Well, I'm here to tell you something that black lives matter, but white lives matter too. Hispanic lives matter. All lives matter. Period. The globalists don't want you to believe that. They want to reduce the population of the planet. And it's so funny because Black Lives Matter have taken that term, and now they say that anybody who is anyone but a black person for these leaders that are really kind of messed up with the black group that runs that organization, they want to get mad when you say all lives matter. That's not of God. It's not okay. Uh, there, was a, there was a police officer. Just got, his, just got his bottom into a sling. He pulled the guy down in Miami it said something because the guy because the guy didn't have a seatbelt on. He says, "You people need to realize that you guys are dying out here." And he's what he was talking about, as far as what the police officer said he was talking about, was the fact that they're out there wearing not not wearing seatbelts and they're dying from it. Well, the black driver assumed it was a racial slur. Here's how the article goes. This is how you guys get killed out here. Florida cop tells black driver questioning traffic stop. This is the woke ideology right now. This is a veteran Miami-Dade police officer being investigated after a video surfaced of him telling a black man who questioned why he was being pulled over, this is how you guys get killed out here. <laughs> the man identified WTJJ NBC6 as Gerard Nicholas, so he's taken back and then says to the officer, say that again, say what you just said before that, before the video, which is less than a minute long, ends. Nicholas was pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, well, so yes, and don't get me wrong. I have a real problem with the seatbelt stuff. 
I really do. I mean, I do because I got pulled one time for not wearing a seatbelt and all HE double sticks broke loose. And it was, it, it, but the problem was I was wearing a seatbelt. It was during a seatbelt check, but I've told you that story. I'm not going to go there again. So if, to me, it's kind of like wearing a motorcycle helmet. It just makes sense. If you don't want to wear a motorcycle helmet, don't. It's your life on the line. You're probably going to die if you get into a collision or be seriously injured, but it's your choice. I got that. The same thing with car belts. If you don't want to wear one, you shouldn't be ticketed for it. That's how I feel about that. You say, well, I don't think you should say that. Well, I'm telling you, I wear my seatbelt. Every time I get in my truck, I wear my seatbelt. I think it's safe. I've been in multiple accidents because my seatbelts kept me from going through the windshield. I wear my seatbelt. But then again, if persons don't want to do that, it's up to them. Well, anyhow, this guy ended up getting – he got ticketed. Listen to this. He got ticketed for not wearing a seatbelt. He got ticketed for not having a proper license tag, and he didn't have any insurance, and he got ticketed for driving with a, for, with a suspended license. He got like four tickets. But the officer did not arrest him and did not order his car towed. Now, remember, he's driving with a suspended license. He's driving with insurance, and the officer could have taken the, that, at that point – and put the guy in the jail, put him in handcuffs, actually, and, and arrested him and hauled him off and had his vehicle towed in. But he did not do any of that. He let the guy go. But the guy still turns the guy in for basically ra- racially profiling or distributing against him. This is nonsense. Now, now, was the officer racist? I don't know. I don't know. But the, the thing about it is, is this. We all need to get a little bit thicker skin when we're dealing with police officers. Just be nice to them. That's what I've learned. Now, sometimes they're bad. Sometimes, you know, you, they get pretty rough. Sometimes, you know, you get a TSA agent that's ridiculous. All these different things. Now, you can say something about those people, but don't allow yourself to get into a situation that you get into an argument with these guys every time you see them. The other day, I had, I had a police officer pull me for rolling through a stop sign in our neighborhood, a stop sign that I never wanted here, that nobody ever asked to have here. They decided to put it here. It had been here for 100 years and suddenly decided to stick one in. And so he says to me, you rolled through the stop sign. I said, yeah, I did. <laughs> he looked at me and he laughed. He says, you're admitting to it? I said, well, you saw me do it. I saw you. And he goes, well, well, you know, why did you do that? I said, because I didn't vote for the stop sign to be here. I said, I was doing like one mile an hour. I said, people drive down this road at 50 miles an hour and slam on the brakes and fly around the corner. I said, I don't do that. I was driving like 15, 20 miles an hour. And I stopped and rolled through the stop sign real slow. And he looked at me kind of funny. And he saw my concealed weapons permit. And he goes, I see you have a concealed weapons permit. Are you carrying a gun? I said, yeah, of course I am. I mean, this is Florida, right? It's Polk County. We all have guns pretty much. And he looked at me and goes, okay. So he comes back a few minutes later. He goes, don't roll through the stop sign. I said, I'm going to talk to the city commission about it. I said, I don't want the stop sign here. I want it gone. And he just laughed and left. He didn't give me a ticket. Treat police officers with respect. That's all I can say. If they get ornery with you, just be quiet. Just say, I'm, 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 I'm using my right not to say anything, so I'm not going to say anything, officer. That's it. But don't, but don't be mean to them. Really, really important that we understand this. Like this, there's no telling how this thing escalated with this guy down in Miami. And, and the cop could have been rotten too. He could have been sorry. I haven't seen the video on it. But the point is, is he didn't give the guy, he didn't arrest the guy and take him away for driving on a suspended license. And it, it, it's so important we realize that. By the way, the swimming world has now governed, the governing body has slapped a total ban on transgender athletes. <laughs> he goes, Swimming World Governing Body has slapped a total ban on transgender athletes that have gone through any form of male puberty from taking part in a women's competition. And now they're saying they're going to have their own little group of people that are transgenders at swim meets that are going to swim against each other. So you have the transgender. So you're going to have the men and the women and the trans whatever they want to be swimming against each other. And guess what? I'm okay with that. If the trannies want to... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the tranny clown show. If the tranny, I mean, they might as well wear a, a red wig and a nose. You know, if they, if they want to make a spectacle of themselves, let them go ahead and do that. 
but don't have them swim against other people that are you know of the opposite sex and make it unfair you know advantage. I think that's really really important that we don't allow that to happen anymore. And now a CNN and Alan analyst is also saying that inflation is needed to achieve the green agenda, and I just laugh at that. You know, and this, this girl's holding up this, this this placard that says, "The Earth is getting hotter than my imaginary boyfriend." <laughs> and I started laughing. I saw that. I said, "This is ridiculous." You know, if you look back in the in the whole period of the time the planet's been here and the Earth's been here, and you look through the ice fields and different areas of glaciers, we've had a lot hotter temperatures before. We've gone up like one degree Celsius in the last hundred years, in spite of all the pollution. I'm not saying that we're having not having pollution. We're having a lot of pollution. We really are, especially in China, which nobody wants to talk about that. It's awful over there. But here's the thing. Europe now, because they shut down a lot of their power plants, the nuclear plants, they're having to go back to coal because they're out of gas because Russia cut off the fuel supplies. So they're running you know, coal power plants again, which are unbelievably pollutive, even with wet scrubbers, even when you use the low sulfur coal. But the crazy part about it is, is we did that, didn't we? We shut off the natural gas from Russia, Russia is now making a fortune. The ruble's going through the roof. It's destroying Germany. It's destroying the EU because we decided to put more sanctions on Russia. It's so stupid. It's all plan of this, all part of this planned economic collapse that they're trying to do globally right now. So think through the green agenda and realize it's through the geoengineering and the spraying of particulate barium and aluminum and strontium at very high levels up in the atmosphere to quote unquote reflect sunlight. That's what they tell us that we're basically, uh, you know, doing all this. But remember this. This is what they don't tell you. This ionization of the atmosphere is also used to, de- to detect exotic propulsion systems in the, system, in the atmosphere. Now, what does that mean? It helps them to find spaceships. That, that's just the bottom line. It helps them to find ET. It shows it. It also is used over the, over, the, over, the, uh, over the radar levels as far as you know, going into and penetrating the Earth as far as that. And it massively increases the amount of cell phone coverage and also radio coverage. And it really helps the military to maintain better coverage with the radio systems because it makes the atmosphere basically more metallic and it makes it conduct electricity and carry radio waves better. Supposedly, is what they say. But the reality is, is the global warming thing is a complete and total lie. It really is. Now, do I think that we should be having cars that don't have to use burn, you know, gasoline? Yes. But they don't need to be Tesla electric cars that can't be recharged. We have the ability because of the Earth's ionic, you know, system and because of the magnetic, 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 magnetic sphere that we live on, we basically have the ability to recharge batteries in a car. Tesla did that for years and years and years. Now, I know a lot of you think, well, the Earth's not really a sphere. Look, I don't know what the Earth looks like. I've never been in space. I've never seen it from or- orbit. I'm just saying that we have a magnetic we have magnetism on this planet. You can see it when you mess with magnets that can be re- that can be used in electromagnetic energy in the atmosphere to basically recharge batteries. I've got that. All right. So we need to understand what we have available to us. You know, and don't get me wrong. I love, you know, flying, you know, in little planes and jets and everything else that use, you know, petrochemicals, et cetera, to fly. And I love driving cars that basically have the ability to drive four or 500 miles and just fill up at a gas station in 10 minutes and, and drive on. I got that. But the reality is, is this. We have technology that is far beyond that now that's being withheld from the public because of Roswell. We do, and because of what Tesla developed. But they're not letting us have it because the Rockefeller Rothschild Industrial Complex through the central banks and State Street and Vanguard and BlackRock completely control the world because of greed. They do. And, and, and it's sad to me that they're withholding this technology from us. But that's enough of my pontificating. Austin, what's your next story, buddy? What's your, what do you want to talk about next? 
Oh, you're you're spot on. I saw that now that Germany's now spooling up coal power plants. And I mean, forgive me for laughing because it's not really funny, but it is kind of ironic the same point of what they've been trying to push. Because remember, Germany's been on the whole green agenda with the globalists for the last couple of years. And that's exactly right. The technology that's out there, I mean, we can run vehicles off hydrogen, burn water as fuel. There's all types of different technology that's out there. The problem is every time it's brought up, someone tries to patent it. In most cases... They're mysteriously killed or the research mysteriously disappears and suddenly it's not available anymore. I'm not against at all all kinds of different modes of transportation and different types of power sources. I'm not at all. Fuel is just, I mean, it's antiquated. It's been around for 120 years. It's tried and true. It's super effective. And quite frankly, there's nothing much cooler than riding around with somebody with a race car. I had a buddy who had a you know race car a while back ago. And, I mean, when you're in those cars and they're screaming at eight, 9,000 RPMs and you run around a track – I mean, it's it's pretty cool. They're, I mean, it's it's pretty cool technology and stuff we've built with these unbelievably high output engines now and turbos and everything else that go on them. But he's exactly right. There's all types of other options out there. But what doesn't make any sense, and this is what I talked about yesterday, is trying to sit there and mandate that we can only go to one specific government-approved type of vehicle now, EV being the only option, when it's unbelievably inefficient when it comes to any type of long-term travel or any type of transporting or towing. You know, what are you supposed to do with a truck that gets 250 miles to a charge like the F-150 Lightning, and you throw an eight or 9,000-pound trailer on the back? Which, by the way, they still have refused to give any type of numbers on what your actual range is on those new trucks, the new EV Silverado and the new EV F-150, when you put an eight or 10,000-pound load behind it and you're driving down the interstate at 75 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, what your actual range is. Because I know when I looked at it the other day, I told you guys they did a – leveling kit on a lightning f-150 ev and it dropped it all the way down to 190 mile range with 33 inch tires on it which i mean that's minimal drag by the way guys that's not a big mud tires especially over stock so what happens when you throw a 9,000 pound trailer on the back that you're dragging down the interstate my my my, my prediction i think they're going to be in double digit range i think you're going to be 60 to 70 miles basically per charge so pretty much every hour you're going to be stopping to charge up your trucks. That's why they I, will not release what the actual I, range is going to be. I agree, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is what's so interesting about it. Now, also to another news, I wanted to bring up what Dad was saying earlier here, and I want to really encourage and really give kudos to these girls that basically pitched a fit in the swimming championships. Remember I told you guys after that little clown show, where that grown man that basically decided he wanted to be a girl after he was ranked like number 500 out of the men's national championship, he decided he wanted to transition to be a girl the next year. And, of course, he absolutely dominated the women's championship. You guys remember that incident last month. Well, I told you guys, I said the only way this is going to stop is the girls are going to have to get unbelievably proactive. They're going to have to stand up and say this is unacceptable behavior. This isn't okay. We have worked. We have strived. We have sacrificed. We pushed through years of school and basically put stuff to the side to continue in these sports. And that it's not fair for some grown man who's got some gender dysphoria disorder and a mental problem that he gets to compete and now all of a sudden gets reigned the champion. They pitched a fit about it. And I said one of the best ways they could do this, and they never even had to go to this level. I said one of the best ways they can do this is when basically the, uh, you know, the gun goes off and they're on the deck to jump in the water. They all stand there. 
and they let the clown do his little clown act, and he gets to swim in his little clown pool by himself, and he gets to jump up and get his little you know clown trophy, and then he can go sit in the corner like a clown, and then the rest of the girls get to jump in the water and swim like they're supposed to do and compete with one another, the best in the world. And I guess a lot of people have now brought that same topic up, and this is why they have banned it in the swimming. And I really hope other sports take heed to this and start understanding that Grown biological males have no business competing with grown females. They're two completely different sections when it comes to competition. And this is what they're trying to do is remove the concept of natural laws, the laws of nature. I've talked about this before. This is why they continue to ban people and tell people you're not allowed to bring these topics up. It's verboten. I mean I saw an article the other day, a video – I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a parody like from Babylon Bee or something. I really did. And it was the U.S. Navy, and they released a training video. It looks like a children's TV show. I, I couldn't – I watched part of it. I couldn't even finish it. It was so nauseating to me. And they go into detail on how to encourage sailors to announce their pronouns in order to create safe spaces and avoid misgendering people. Not joking. U.S. Navy, United States Navy. This is the same Navy now. Obviously, it's become extremely – horrific on what they're doing to this. This is saying Navy. These guys were fighting to the death in Pearl Harbor, jumping on 50 cal and 20 millimeter machine guns, basically getting bombed. This is saying Navy that happened in Midway. These guys are flying off the doggone carriers. If you guys have seen that movie, it's an incredible movie. The Navy is an incredible fighting specimen with the aircraft carriers and everything else and the ships. This is so embarrassing to see this happening now that now they're saying, well, the sailors need to announce their pronouns so that nobody offends them. Guys, what in the world's going to happen if we ever have a direct conflict again? We say, well, hold on. Time out, guys. Time out in the middle of this fight. Um, you know, you, you offended me while you were coming at me with that bayonet. Uh, you did not call me the Z or Zer, okay? I'm, I'm really offended. I know you're going to try to kill me, but you at least need to make sure you say my correct pronoun, my correct pronoun, before you try to kill me. Or if not, I'm, I'm extremely offended. I, I want to quit. I, I want a mulligan. I don't want to fight anymore. This is this is not acceptable to me, guys. Is this really the joke? Well, yeah, it's a joke that's not funny, but they're dead serious. This is where they're taking this. And I saw an article the other day. Dr. Colin Wright basically has been now banned from PayPal. And basically, the evolutionary biologist who recognizes that gender ideology in this whole concept is completely and totally nonsense, he tweeted that PayPal has now refuted his account and decided to permanently limit it, preventing him from receiving both donations and making any type of sales because essentially PayPal and Etsy found that they did not like what he was talking about because he was being uh, – gender phobic or whatever homophobic whatever term weirdo terms they want to come up with now and this is one of the reasons why and i appreciate i appreciate and i say this with all sincerity i appreciate the support of health masters and you guys taking care of us and continuing to buy your supplements from us or even your toothpaste from us i get emails all the time from customers asking me man it's really convenient if you put paypal on your website to you use it as your virtual terminal we really appreciate paypal on there i fully appreciate your feedback, and I love it and I welcome it. The one reason and the sole purpose I have not used PayPal as a means of virtual terminal is for this exact reason. I have gotten this report from dozens of different vendors, dozens of different scientists and doctors, dozens of different people I know in all kinds of industry, all the way from truck industries. 
PayPal is unbelievably corrupt to the core from a communist agenda standpoint. They literally, because of their size, they don't have to answer to anyone. They literally can come in and say, we don't like what you're talking about. What you're saying is offensive or what you're saying violates our guidelines. They're almost like a social media platform with a credit card terminal. And they can come in and they can literally seize your entire account. And I'm talking hundreds and hundreds if not millions of dollars in some cases and say, we've now put your account under review for the next 90 days. Your entire account has been basically stopped. Now, they can't seize your money forever because you're saying something they don't agree with. But what they'll do is they'll shut down your terminal. You'll no longer be able to take any credit card processing. They'll hold your funds for up to 90 days. No touching it. doesn't matter if you've got a million dollars in cash for your business that you're using to buy inventory and keeping capital going. doesn't matter. They'll hold on to it for three months. They'll turn around and then say after the three months, we've reviewed it and we're no longer going to allow you to use PayPal or any of the platforms before basically you have 30 days to transfer your money out to another bank account. You're no longer basically allowed to be with us. They are probably one of the most horrific virtual terminals to deal with because they're anti-gun, they're anti-freedom, they're anti-patriot, and they're extremely pro-abortion. This is the reason why I do not have them on my website. I just want to reiterate that and let everybody know this. So thank you for the feedback I get from a lot of the customers. Thank you for your support of Health Masters. We use an independent virtual terminal that basically we have been able to have a lot of leadway with, and they basically allow us to do anything we want, including on this show. And that is the reason why we do what we do on there. So thank you again for the support, and thank you again for getting Health Masters Nutrition and getting them out to your friends and talking to your friends and family about them. Also, to in other news, I wanted to bring something up very quickly because Dad brought it up a second ago, and I want to kind of reiterate on it a little bit more. In your diet, there are certain foods that have been used now by these globalist entities that are designed to make you more addicted to the junk food. This is goes on along the lines of, are um, basically ingredients that increase glutamate and increase dopamine, most of which of you guys have heard about them before. MSG is a huge one. Hydrolyzed protein is also another very, very big one. And what they do is, and then a lot of times they can use uh, soy isolate as well and basically different types of MSG. Now, some of them aren't always the same they, under different names, but a lot of them now they're using those names and MSG, especially monosodium glutamate. A lot of times they'll spell it out. You look at almost any Doritos or any Pringles bag, it spells out directly. They don't even hide it because of the dosage in it. It's called monosodium glutamate. It's MSG. It's extremely addictive. It overexcites the brain. It increases basically the glutamate and the dopamine, and it makes you want to eat the food. Chick-fil-A is notorious for having this loaded up in their chicken. Just letting you guys know that I'm not picking on Chick-fil-A as an entity. I'm picking on it because they will not take MSG out of their chicken. This is why a lot of people become so addicted to fast foods, including Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, Chick-fil-A. They're all the same when it comes to this. These foods design you to make you want to eat them again, and they design to make you want to overeat as well. This is why high fructose corn syrup reduces ghrelin, or excuse me, increases ghrelin in the body. Ghrelin is basically the hunger hormone that makes you want to eat more food. High, basically, high fructose corn syrup is specifically designed to make you stay hungry. That's why if you've ever noticed, if you've eaten junk food before, you can eat 1,500 calories of junk food, and you will still be hungry. You're not satisfied. You're still eating, and you're eating, and you're eating, and you're snacking. Been there, done that. Everybody's done, had it before, and you kind of go, what in the world's going on, man? I just ate this huge meal. I still want to eat and chomp more food. This is not okay. 
That's why they do it. That's why if you talk to anybody that actually starts eating clean, they'll go, man, you put me on like a 600-calorie meal of you know brown rice, chicken, and vegetables. I can barely even eat the whole meal. I'm stuffed. It's like 600 calories. I'm like – yeah, we can taper back down. We'll get you back down about 400 calories to see where your, you know, your point is, where you feel full. I want you to feel satisfied, but I don't want you to feel hungry all the time, but I don't want you to overeat. And this is what happens. Now, there's multiple things you can do as far as nutrients. One of the biggest things you can do is making sure you're having something called the ultimate multiple. You guys have heard of it. A lot of you have tried it. The ultimate multiple powder, ultimate multiple capsules, ultimate multiple chewable. I find that the ultimate multiple powder is the most effective at reducing a lot of these cravings. Usually first thing in the morning with my eggs, I'll drink a big glass of water where it'll have my ultimate multiple in it along with my magnesium. Magnesium's the next one in there that really helps out with food cravings. Now the other thing you can do with meals throughout the day is the cinnamon extract fuel burner. That stabilizes blood sugar and it reduces insulin spikes. This is very, very crucial because that's another factor. If you're cutting out the MSG and you're cutting out the preservatives and you're still having food cravings, you got to look at what you're eating at that point, even if it's clean. If you're eating basically high glycemic foods such as white bread, processed carbs, potatoes, corn, they're going to cause your body to have an insulin spike. The insulin spike is going to basically cause you to have, at first, you know, energy when your blood sugar goes up. The insulin's going to dump in, and then you're going to crash. Well, then your body's going to start craving more carbohydrates again in order to get the blood sugar back up. And it starts this yo-yo effect where all you do all day is eat junk, crash, eat junk, crash, eat junk, crash. And a lot of times people think, well, I'm not eating that much junk food, or I'm not eating this or that. It doesn't necessarily have to be something like Twinkies, Ding Dong Cupcakes, or you know, Moon Pies. Those are automatically horrific. You already know those are bad for you. But again, if you're eating stuff like white rice or processed carbs like white potatoes or corn, stay away from those. If you're wanting to eat good, clean carbohydrates, you can go with stuff like yams. You can also go with higher vegetable intake, say mixed vegetables, spinach. You can also go with brown rice. And the biggest thing that you have to remember is you got to eat it balanced. You can't just eat an all-carb meal. You have to have some good healthy fats with it, like throwing in some avocados or some avocado oil and also some good protein. You know, three, four, five ounces of chicken, depending on your desired protein needs. Or you can throw some eggs. That's why first thing in the morning, I don't usually eat carbohydrates at all. I eat straight eggs and a protein shake. There's really minimal, no carbohydrates in my diet. I don't need carbs in the morning. The body, once you get protein, in, you start burning body fat much more efficiently because you're not spiking your blood sugar, which causing an insulin spike. So I wanted to kind of reiterate and talk about that as far as staying away from the sugar, the processed sugar, the high fructose corn syrup, the high glycemic foods, the omega-6 oils as well. That's the corn oil, the soybean oil, the safflower oil, and also MSG, food dyes, and those preservatives. Try to eat stuff as clean as possible, and I promise you, it'll reduce your cravings. It'll help you lose body fat. It'll help your energy. It'll help your mental clarity, and it'll help you get back in shape, especially if you're trying to hit the weights and lose some weight or get back you know, where you can basically train more, have better endurance, better cardio. Those things will help out significantly, but you have to realize when you eat the processed foods and the junk foods, they're specifically designed to make you get addicted to them and make you crave them and want to eat them again. This is the same issue that happens with people that are running into problems with alcoholism. It triggers the same receptors in the brain. That's why a lot of people, if they are eating so many carbs and so much sugar, they'll detox off sugar. I've watched it before. They'll detox off sugar like an alcoholic will off alcohol. They'll detox off it. I mean, they'll start having withdrawals from it if they're bad enough. That's why it's very, very important that if you are doing that, 
taper down into a healthy range and get your diet back under control and start focusing on getting your basically preservatives out of your diet and putting the right nutrients like the ultimate multiple, the cinnamon extract, the magnesium back in your diet so you'll have less cravings and you can get back in better shape. Anything else you want to reiterate on that, Dad? Well, no, you're exactly right, Austin. And again, I, I did this for you know 20 years on the top 10 foods never to eat. Now the globalists are trying to kill you. I, I talked about this to over a million people at live seminars, did thousands of radio talk shows on this very topic. Now, these foods are unbelievably bad, and they cause all kinds of health problems, including heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and unbelievable mood swings. They do. It's horrible. And the problem is the government is not fixing this. The government has allowed these manufacturers that are basically giving the government money for lobbying and for re-election to leave all these horrible compounds in the food supply, and it's being done on purpose to reduce the IQ score. I mean, remember this. The military doesn't even want a soldier in the military if they have less than an 82 IQ score because they said that that soldier under 82 cannot be trained to do anything beneficial for the military or the U.S. Army. They can't. They can't be used. They don't. They don't want. Any, they won't even allow them to enlist. That's the baseline. You know, there's a movie out there, and I don't recommend it because the movie is absolutely horrible. The language is awful. You have to watch the whole thing on mute. You know, it, it basically is you know Full Metal Jacket. It was by Stanley Kubrick, and he went in basically, and he basically took one of the guys in the military had a very low IQ. This actor was acting like he did, like kind of like Forrest Gump, and, and, and ended up basically end up killing the sergeant and killing himself. And because he just wasn't able to be trained. And then they went into this ridiculous mess in the Vietnam and the whole thing was like a big, just a, just a, nobody knew what anybody was doing. It was horrible. And, and Stanley Kubrick, who basically has exposed Hollywood and, and the global, global governments for years before he died, was telling you these people don't know what they're doing and they're just doing this basically to feed the military industrial complex. So it's more of a, it's almost, it's not a satire because it's so vivid and so horrible. It's not funny whatsoever, but it's almost a parody of what the government is doing in the military. And I also talked about it earlier with all of these transgenders in the military now and all the proper pronouns that we're trying to be, to trying to teach the military to use. You don't get that in a conflict. You don't get that in a war when people are shooting at you and you're training them to be soft. You're training them to be completely and totally useless when it comes to conflict. But the government has done this. They, they've, they've changed the regulatory and statutory revisions to the United States Code. You know, they, they were signed by multiple U.S. presidents, implemented at the administrative regulatory level by the Department of Health and Human Services, and it was all done through the Code of Regulations. Is why all this junk's in our food right now is still legal. And what they're doing is they're slowly and deceptively changed our laws to enable various federal agencies to commit basically bioterrorism here in the United States with the food they're giving us and the trash they're putting in. In addition to that, it's also spread down to the humanity worldwide. And this incremental dismantling, dismantling of the projections of our rights throughout the 20th century, especially after 9-11, you know, and we've been talking about this for years. Look what happened in 2013, and I'll let also close up, of the Smith-Munt Modernization Act. This repealed the propaganda ban in the original 1948 Smith-Munt Act. They knew they couldn't let the CIA turn loose on the American population that enabled the relentless fake news attack on everybody. So they repealed that in 2013. That's how they did it. And, and, you know, and remember, biotech analyst and former Pfizer employee Karen Kingston has pointed out how she how, how informed consent was waived in Section 3024 of President Obama's 2016 21st Century Cures Act. I mean, all of this stuff is basically being used to destroy the population, reduce our IQ scores, make us not be able to think clearly and basically cause the population to get addicted to junk food and become useless. You get a person who's addicted to sugars, like Austin said, and they come off sugar quickly, they'll have severe headaches, withdrawal, everything else. Like it's almost like they're coming off of cocaine or heroin. It's that bad in some cases when they're that addicted. That's why you see them sitting in the car and they weigh 500 pounds 
and they got a cake on their stomach and they're eating the cake as they're driving, they can't even get home to eat the cake. They got to eat it in the car. I've seen it because they're so addicted to the junk food. Don't let yourself get like that. It's really important you eat clean. I love you guys. I had to pray, a chance to pray for you this morning. Continue to pray for us, and we pre- appreciate the support of Health Masters. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. It's, it's funny you brought that up. I had a buddy of mine over in Branson, Missouri, customer of ours, listener friend, and he sent me a photo the other day, and he didn't get the whole thing in there. He said he should have recorded it. He said he was at Walmart, unfortunately. He said he rarely ever goes there. He had to go there late at night. He said there was a couple, both of them about five, 600 pounds each, and they were in their little scooters because, you know, they can't walk, and they have basically this big, you know, grocery uh, cart in front of them that, you know, is connected to it, and they're filling up all their stuff. And he said they go straight over to the chocolate milk aisle, open up the thing. They both hand each other off a quart of chocolate milk, and they both crack the lid and start chugging chocolate milk right out, right out the thing. They didn't even buy it yet, just chugging chocolate milk as they drive around the store and throw more food in there. They're so addicted, and they had to have a dopamine trigger so bad, they had to start chugging the chocolate milk before they could even get to the rest of their junk food, before they could check out or even get home. That's the level of pathetic behavior we've now witnessed in the United States because we've allowed it, we've encouraged it, and we've now normalized it by making something that it's not. It's not okay. It's not healthy. It's not cool to be five, 600 pounds, guys. It's not healthy at all. So continue to get your health under control. Continue to train, exercise, stay strong, stay fit. You never know when you may be called upon by your friends, family, or country to help support one another. Thank you again for the support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the product of the week last day on sale, the Muscle Blast Formula, one of my personal favorites I use every day. Check it out, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.